Hello, everybody, and welcome to episode 13 of Material Possessions, the mostly bi-monthly RPG slash video gaming podcast with a rotating cast. I am your host this week, uh, Imran Khan. You can find my stuff at ProsCon, which is probably how you got here. If you didn't get here through that, I don't know how you got here. I think that's really kind of straight. Cool of you, I think, to find a podcast without knowing where it came from, but like... It's it's a little weird to be honest. Uh, joining me this week is one uh, senior editor at uh, reading my notes here. It says Gamespot.com. <laughs> Y'all can't get rid of me. Nope. You know what I'm saying the Y'all. very first question I asked you after like you told me the job was like you can still be on the podcast though, right? And you're like, yeah, yeah, sure. Yeah, so yeah. to the to the one patron who's like, I subscribe solely because of Michael. <laughs> <laughs> I made sure it was uh, it was written in my contract that I could still be on a hit video game podcast, Materia Possessions, and I want to make sure that whoever you are, you get your five dollars worth. You know what I'm saying? So yeah, you know I'm out here. I'm out here still. It's the number one podcast in the Netherlands. I don't know where this guy is from. He might be from the Netherlands. He might not. Hey. But if he is, we know why. This is the number one podcast in the Netherlands. Hey, shouts out the Netherlands. Hey, represent your hood, no matter where you're from. Yeah. Whether it's Dutch or otherwise, Netherlands isn't Dutch, is it? I don't know. Uh, Netherlands, don't they know. speak they speak uh, Sprechensee Deutsch. They speak German. I, I I don't think that's true at all. I don't, I don't think, think I think I'm going to think of a thing that I've heard and I'm going to say that. Ah, it's like okay. this whole section. Yeah. <laughs> one of the other voices you just heard was uh, one Andrea Sheeran. Hello, Andrea. Hello, um, I'm excited to be on and talk about video games. And well, I guess we have to save the one for next week. But there is um, some some mobile games to be discussed, and so I'm I'm ready. I'm excited. Yeah, we're all ready to talk about video games. We're all ready to like uh, figure figure out what the best video game is ever today. How much money we spend on gacha rolls? Um, yeah, no. hopefully zero. But, oh yes, you know, yeah, 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 absolutely, sure. zero. Uh, <laughs> one, one of the other voices you briefly heard earlier was one Mike Williams. Hello, Mike. Uh, this is the proper Michael, uh, and hopefully there is at least one person that subscribes solely for the proper Michael. But it, that doesn't always have to be the case. If not, you can take that five dollars and <laughs> subscribe. You know, to for. I guess Emron or Andrea, but not not Hyam. No. Yeah, I mean, you know, I'm, I'm I got I got more than enough money out here. Hey, so subscribe to um to uh Mike Williams' uh, Substack. Was it Substack? Yeah. Your newsletter. Substack stuff worth knowing. Yes. 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 You know, I gotta support the homies. You know what I'm saying? Oh, all the boring business stuff each week. Hey, people love that shit, man. It's the amount of work you put into that weekly Substack is like actually kind of nuts. It's high quality stuff. <laughs> There's like Real several talk. pages of of text in that newsletter every week. Motivation goals. Yeah, for it, sure. it, it is a lot. I used to do it like on like Friday night until like four a.m. and now I just Holy do it on shit. Saturday morning. Like Ooh. I'll get up at Saturday at like noon and start writing. Yeah, I, we the material, but the pros and cons newsletter. I usually start working at some point on Friday, and it's usually up by like. End of the day Friday, which I'm starting to realize is like a bad time to release a newsletter of people just going, oh, it's the end of the day. I don't want to think about anything. Why would I read a newsletter? So maybe that gets adjusted at some point. But for right now, 
newsletters are a lot more work than people think they are, and they have a lot more time than people think they, they take. So I I admire your uh, your dedication to putting that much work into it. It is a lot. Yeah. People think they're easy. They are very much not. Uh, speaking of things that are... I, I know I thought I would get a segue there. I thought, like, okay, I'll just start talking, and eventually, like, a segue will come. Uh, no. <laughs> didn't Didn't work. There's, like, two major games they wanted to focus on, and, I like, we're also going to add a bonus game from Andrea. Bonus <laughs> game. Week. Uh, but I do want to start with, hey, Honkai Star Rail came out this, not this week, but a week ago, yeah. or last week. Mm-hmm. Uh, three of us have been playing that, and Andrea a little bit, though apparently yeah. has been, like, immersed in the Honkai Star Rail subculture since then. Uh, that is the new game from Hoyoverse, the Genshin Impact people. Michael, I want to start with you. Ooh. Briefly describe this game to me so we can get people on the same page. Because okay. I, One, I want to hear your, your description of what you think this game is. <laughs> okay. Um, Genshin Impact in space and turn-based RPG combat and lots of anime girls and anime boys to collect through the same gotcha systems you know and probably don't love from Genshin Impact as well. But... I'm calling it Gotcha Tales of... Okay. Because it yeah. really has that Tales feel to me. Yeah, definitely. Because of, I think it's, I think ooh, I described it in a previous podcast, can't remember what it was, but as the same tone as Genshin, but space turn-based RPG. I actually think that Honkai Star Rail is surprisingly well-written. And I say surprisingly, yeah. not as a kind of like underhanded comment uh, to like Hoyoverse or whoever, like the people working on this game. I think it's just because you have certain expectations coming from Genshin Impact, where there are there are cool characters, there are great moments, um, and there are like uh, quests that you may may or may not remember. But I think the cyclical nature of Genshin being an open world that is also ongoing with the gacha elements, I think that the focus of that game is just different. So going to Honkai Star Rail, which is you know it's it's not an open world. And it's not necessarily it's not multiplayer either. So what? How I think of it, I think of Honkai Star Rail and like how are they going to make up uh, like the draw, like the 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 reason for me to want to boot up and play this game? And I just think that it's sharper in its dialogue, and I think I'm, I'm more intrigued by the stories and the world that it pulls you into. Um, and I think early on you get an idea of that kind of class struggle. Of course, it has that whimsical. RPG, um, otherworldly, uh, not nonsense because I love that shit. But some of that, some of the, some of the wild and crazy RPG stuff that you kind of know and expect uh, from a game like this. But it's grounded in a lot of a um, lot more human interaction in the dialogue. I think uh, surprisingly so. And I <laughs> listen, I just love turn-based combat. Coming hot off of Octopath Traveler two, I was itching for more. And uh, I think Honkai Star Rail is definitely scratching that itch for me. And I'm really excited for this being an ongoing game because I don't think other than like I've, I've dipped in and out of other mobile RPGs such as Sino Alice from Yoko Taro and, mm-hmm. and other folks. And I've tried my hand at Grand Blue and Fate Grand Order. And I, I like them for what they are, but Honkai Star Rail... Is the, is is that turn based ongoing turn based RPG with collectible characters and all that, but with such higher production values um, that you would get out of a Genshin? So 
Um, it's just visually dazzling. Uh, the characters, like the voice acting is great. A lot of the personalities that the different characters bring to the table uh, draw you in. So it's, yeah, I'm I'm loving it. And then you know what? I spent $0 on it and I feel bad because I really like this game. <laughs> well, I'm, I feel bad. I don't know. Let me walk that back real quick. <laughs> um, like I, I wouldn't, I haven't spent any money yet, but if I dropped like $20 on, I forgot what they're called or whatever, whatever their primo gems are for this game, um, like I would be, I would feel good about that. Uh, at least at this point, because the game just came out. I'm not chasing. Like, there's there's a dope banner character that I still haven't got, so I definitely want to keep rolling on that. Um, and I think I, I will probably get eventually to that point where I'm just like, oh, what do I do now? How I want to get the banner character. But um, so far, I feel like this is... It's a game worth investing time into. And I think at this point, at least, I wouldn't mind dropping money on it. But that remains... Yeah, it's a tricky, that part is a tricky situation. But overall, Hawkeye Star Rail is, I'm loving it. It's fucking McDonald's out here, dog. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I'm going to gush as well. I I like Genshin. I play Genshin on a, on a regular basis. Hawkeye Star Rail is a better game. It's better written. Yeah. Um, the text message system gives you such a, a stronger feel of the characters. So like, even if they're not around in the story, they're still like messaging you, uh, and mostly funny asides. Um, the turn-based combat system is much better because at least for me, it's less active. Like Genshin, when you're in like a, a, a hard battle, like you have to be in it, like all in. Whereas in this, like sometimes when I'm just um, grinding out the, uh, the, you know, calyxes or whatever for materials and stuff, you can just hit the auto, auto battle button. And if your team is good to go, you just go. So sometimes I'll just mm -hmm. let them do their thing through like six battles back to back. Um, but it's it's a it's a real well put together RPG, and I, I agree with Michael. I've tried a, a couple of the other mobile RPGs, um, and this is probably the best one of them. Yeah, I don't uh, think that's a hot take. Yeah, like it's just uh, amazingly well written. Like the uh, again, I like Genshin. I play Genshin, but this is just better written from a dialogue standpoint and the amount and type of dialogue in it, like mm -hmm. in the second region, if you start going through the trash cans, there's a oh, yeah. lot yeah. of flavor text that's yeah. real dumb. <laughs> yeah. But someone spent a lot of time on it. <laughs> it reminds me, like you, yeah. Your, okay. your character starts having an existential crisis over what's the difference <laughs> between a trash can and a treasure chest. Yeah. Like, the actual, like, and it actually makes a decent point of, like, you find things in both. Those things could be useful. Why is one, like, so are societally unacceptable and one is just a thing you do in video games? I sat there thinking about it for a second. I was like, they're right. Like, this is, like, they <laughs> should keep talking about this because yeah. it's an interesting, interesting crisis to have. Yeah, yeah, like, someone was just, like, they let writers just, they let someone go and just have fun for a while, like off in a corner, like, hey, can I just write a whole bunch of stuff about all these trash cans? And 
Yes, you can. And then even at the end of it, if you keep going into it, you'll you win an avatar, like a trash can avatar. Um it, it's 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 just very fun. It's well put together. Uh it's much better than Genshin and, and again I like Genshin, but like they leveled up. I know I know yeah. this is what they were doing before, so this is technically the fourth Honkai game. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, because they had Honkai Impact one, two, and three. And then yeah, the third this. third impact. Yeah. Which I'm I'm kind of sad Honkai Impact Third is the one that's like stuck on mobile. Cause like apparently that game is a very good action game. You can it's play just, it on Steam. Yeah, it's on Steam. Can you? Yeah, mm-hmm. I played yeah. it. I played it on Steam. Oh it doesn't I, I don't think it ties into your mobile account though but yeah it is i mean i've only watched it in passing but it is it's super good like my my partner like eats sleeps and breathes that game well i don't know that i have time for another one of these that's true (laughs) but interesting to know but like it is this is actually a a very like decent game i have not put it on my phone Mm -hmm. i've only put it on the pc but like my guy agree with you it does seem like a level up from genshin a game i do play regularly but i don't think i have enjoyed in like I want to say probably a year or so, which kind of makes me worried about Honkai Rail. Because right now, yeah, you're right. The flavor text is good. The, the writing is not bloated, which is Genshin Impact's biggest problem. Yeah. But what what are they going to do when they start repeating events and they start having to, like, trying to juice the, the time spent in game numbers? Uh, like, mm-hmm. do they start bloating that game then? The and hopefully realities. the answer is no. But, yeah. yeah. I'll say in passing, like, I don't know, I play Genshin, of course, and I do like it a lot, but just seeing as someone who only kind of watches over the shoulder Honkai a lot, uh, I'm way more into that world, at least in passing. I don't know, it's it's more intense, it's more action heavy, it looks like those those heavier notes kind of linger a little longer, and the cutscenes rule, like, I don't, Oh yeah. they just, I don't know, I mean, there's been some really good ones, of course, in, in Genshin Impact, but as of recently, I've just kind of, like, checked out too, but Honkai, every time I just like stop, I have no idea what's going on half the time, but I just stop and watch my partner play. Um, <laughs> and all those girls rule. Uh, don't yes. remember all their names, but they uh, rule. I, I, I will say that uh, if you haven't gotten to the third region, that's when they start really serving up some some primo characters. So uh, I so like all speak. of the older cast members. Yes. Um, uh, Himiko, well, <laughs> uh, Kat. I love her. Kafka, um, yes. And then uh, they've shown them. Uh, Genuine uh, is just pr- like premium. Like you can't pull him, but one day I will be able to. Just great. <laughs> is that the guy with the lion? The lion dude? Yes, no? the lion on the, the one yeah. shoulder. Yes, yes, yes. He is uh, just premium. Um, he's like a Zhongli on, on, on Genshin. Oh. Just, just yeah. like a. Sold. Just like, okay. That's a that's a man right there. Thank you. <laughs> Good. All right. I'm sold. Aren't there two girls that are like girlfriends too? I mean, they're not you know canonically. Oh I no, guess. no. Celia and Branya are are that's them. super yeah. gay. Like, yeah. Okay. <laughs> yes. No, that's, that's the it's, bigger hook. Okay. If you can it's tell that me that meme image of like if you've had a rival for more than ten years, you're not rivals. You're gay. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Which is like that's kind of what they are. Is they they sit there and they argue the entire time. It's like oh, these two are co- very co- like. We'll talk about Giant Survivor later, but there's like a lot of like weird people don't realize when they're writing certain kind of like romances. <laughs> I think they realize they were writing a romance in in Honkai. Gals yeah, no, because there's definitely there's enemies. definitely moments where like like when you talk to them separately, they're doing that Sundari thing. Like, 
oh, that person is awesome. And then there's a section where they're like having a heart to heart and your character actually goes like, I'm going to leave them alone. I'm going to let y'all, let y'all do the thing. Have a moment. And, okay. and yeah. there's, yeah, no, that, if they didn't know that it was a romance, I'm, I'm shocked. That's like, have y'all noticed like Beto and Ningguang and, and Genshin also, not to derail too much, but that those are my girls. Yeah, like, is it better it, than that? Or oh yes, it, okay. it is it's much more of Yeah, yeah, it's more of Okay, damn, that's what's up, man. <laughs> yeah, this, I mean, it's, I that's uh, the the character dynamic. Character dynamics already are kind of drawing me in, and I think part of it is because it's so RPG heavy that it just feels like the, the like I said earlier, the game has to make up in other areas because it's mm-hmm. um, it's just not doing the stuff that Genshin does. So. Um, it kind of makes up for in in its story concept or its character interactions, and it yeah, just it just comes across as a little bit more genuine uh, in that regard. And like, <laughs> man, you know what I'm saying? I want to. I still haven't pulled a Sile or or Himiko, but same. When I, 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 I pulled just, Sile today, I wanted yeah, to I ask who all you Sile. had. Okay, oh. so you got Sile. Who yeah, all so the else only, did like, y'all get? The only other five star. So they give you a free five star for playing the first like I think five days of the game. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, it is. I got like a big ice guy who was fine, Gepard. but like, yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah, he's like not interesting really. And like, I I feel like March seventh. Who, who is an actual character's name in that game? <laughs> yeah, her name is March seventh. We have I, to acknowledge it. Yeah. I feel like she's more useful as a shield character. Yeah, but I'm, I'm still using him because he's a five star. So I assume like he just gets better or more useful. But I really Celia seems broken. I Yo, want Celia. She kicks ass, bro! Holy shit! Every time she kills a character, she just gets another turn. So yeah. in theory, you could just keep like using her as like the sole turn of the the, the battle. Yeah, let me see. Yeah, if you that. build her strong enough. So in in terms of, I, I think my first one was luckily Welt. Welt was my, Ooh, my yeah. five star. Me too. Uh, which is very useful because his element. I don't he's think the, anybody else has. Yeah, he's the only one who has the imaginary element. Yeah, and it's uh, surprisingly, like, Welt is also the one I put in for the support system as, like, so other players can use my character and I'll get money for it. He's the one I put in. Um, And then I got Pella, um, Kinyoung, Yingguang, who I, none of those I've used. I picked up Hook, who is my fire (laughs) Yeah. person and then I finally got Sile like last night and yeah. immediately just leveled her up to maximum so she replaced Don Hong. Did Hell you have yeah. to spend any money to get this done? No, these are all these were all um like I haven't spent anything and I probably won't because like Genshin so I'm I am not against spending money. I've spent entirely too much on Fortnite. I, I literally just <laughs> spent fifteen dollars on Friggin' Anakin, um, his skin, but uh, the ra- the rate of return on Genshin and Honkai's system doesn't feel right to me, even though yeah. it probably is. It is designed like, like yeah. it. It's designed to make you get right up to the line of maybe yeah. I will get this character. And then really kind of just extort a bunch of money from you right there. And like, 
Genshin does that, and it's always really annoyed me because basically, if you get to like a hundred wishes uh, on a character and you haven't pulled them yet, you have a 50-50 chance of actually getting it. And if you don't get it, then you are guaranteed to get them uh, in 60 more wishes. So the game encourages you to get to that 50-50 and try and then be disappointed that you don't get them. And then like spend roughly the equivalent of like 40 bucks to try and just like push all the way through. And like I I I did that once with Genshin and immediately regretted it. So like, well, I got to be careful with this game and I could I'm going to be careful. I'm not actually going to put that money in, but I could definitely see, like, at the beginning, they really want to encourage you to do that, and that sucks. Yeah, so, like, in Genshin, I, I have not gotten Kazuha, which is one of my, like, white whales. So every time the banner comes up, I have tried, but I have yet to actually spend any money because I, like, did the math, and I was like, hmm, I, I don't think this would... Because the way it works is you spend, in Genshin, it's crystals... And then it's yeah. literally one-to-one crystal to Primogen. And I was like, so that's like a 10 wishes is like 20 bucks. Or yeah, a 10 wish roll is 20 yeah. bucks. And I was just like, mm, nah, I don't. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, I feel is super stingy. I play a ton of these games, or I did. I feel like I don't have quite that same problem anymore. But oh. um yeah, no, I, I feel like Genshin is abnormally stingy. Ten yeah. for ten, I'd probably do. Like if it was like, mm-hmm. like spend ten dollars, you get the full ten wish roll. I, I, you might see me dip in occasionally, but, but twenty for ten, um, yeah, uh, the, the I'll probably ec- do the battle pass though. Yeah, the only economical way to really do this is to like get those five dollar give me ninety per day uh, deals, mm-hmm. but like. There's, there's, if you do that, you have to one, log in every day, and two, it doesn't really help you right now on the first time. Like, these are meant for you to save up. And if you're like people who are playing this game now are not saving up, they're new to it. So, if you want Sealy, you have to, you kind of got to pay a little money if you don't win the 50 50, which I think kind of sucks. Yeah, I think the, I don't know if y'all know, y'all know the specifics of this, but the way that, that pull works is like if you pull the other five star character, then the next time you do pull a five star, you're guaranteed to get Sile. So at least there's like some concession there. Um, but that still comes down to luck. And um, I was going to mention that, you know, at least for me, I'm not the personality type to, I don't feel the urge to drop a bunch of money to roll for something. Uh, I've never been that kind of person. Uh, and I'm uh, like, if if I don't roll on that banner character, I'm gonna move on with my life and like I'll I'll play the game still, but uh, I'm not gonna be like reaching for my credit card like damn 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 do I do I drop real money on it? Um, but I do at least want to like acknowledge that you know while the gotcha systems in games like this don't necessarily affect me personally, they can still be uh, exploitative. exploitative to yeah. other people, other types of people who uh, get into these uh, sorts of games. Of course, right now, with Honkai being in its first month, I guess, it's generous with those sorts of things, giving you a lot of rewards. Uh, kind of, There's not like a ton of characters to to pull for right now, so there's not like, there's not this urge uh, to, to get them all. 
or like play catch up or whatever because the game is in its early stages. So I'm wondering how this game is going to look like like a year down the line, months down the line when they start to um, like how they how they funnel all of that content into the game and how that's presented monetization wise. Because if it goes the way of Genshin, it's like like Mike said, it's a little it'll be a little iffy, but uh, at least for now, it's it seems like it's tempered those things. But, you know, I expect them to to pull pull a few things uh, that that will in in the in the name of business. Mm -hmm. So, yeah, I'm pretty high on it now, but that is one thing I'm definitely keeping an eye on. Yeah. And like my personal experience with some of these. So I used to play Epic Seven a whole lot, um, which is for anyone that's not familiar, like it's another turn based like gotcha mobile RPG. Um, but it has a lot of the same mechanics as Star Rail. So like you can do the auto battle and stuff. And that was one of the biggest complaints that I had about Genshin because with Epic 7, I can kind of do this like, uh, I don't know, I'll be playing like Final Fantasy 14 and then like on my other monitor, oh, yeah. I'll have Epic 7 open and auto battling. Uh, so I'm just like leveling and grinding constantly. But in Genshin, it's like, I really have to, pay attention and like be on my game because, you know, I have to farm something and it, I can't just like step away from that game. Um, so with Epic seven, I do think I definitely spent like more money than I should. And it's one of those things where like you have a bad day and it like feeds it on your worst impulses and you can be like, all right, well, I really want this character so I can just like plow through all this PVP or something. And I could see myself doing that with star rail just because like, you know, the auto battle system, it's fulfilling. It's something that I can do idly. Um, and so I feel like with something like this one, I have to kind of rein it in and watch it because it's it's easier to see, I guess, the results of my progress with something like Star Rail as opposed to Genshin, where I can't just kind of walk away and uh, not still be grinding. Yeah. Yeah. And, and like I said, I like I, I play Genshin purely on PC because it does require a lot in terms mm-hmm. of action actual play and coordination like you can't just be like i'm just gonna unless you vastly over level an encounter like you can't just let it go but i do play star rail on pc primarily but also on ipad because you can just like all right let me get through my grind today like i'll do uh let's challenge six of the calyxes and then i'll just hit auto battle and let them do it because like the team i have set up is good yeah um so yeah the the auto the the ability to to pay less attention at sometimes is definitely a boon mm-hmm. yeah yeah I, see. I will say they should have like backed off the gadget experience system in this game because Battles the the pointless for experience. There's no reason to battle for leveling up because you'll never get there. Like yeah. one level mm-hmm. will take thousands of battles. They probably should have reversed it, adjusted the ratio. So if you do want to get a new character up to speed, you can use items, but it's still a an extremely item focused leveling up system, which was probably the wrong call. I think. Um, yeah, um, I think. Maybe it'll probably definitely show as as we get longer into the game too, because um, yeah, like leveling up now is pretty easy because they're so generous. Like I said, with the with the the books or I don't know, I forgot what they're called in in uh, in this game, like the adventure logs or some shit. Yeah. Um, so it's like super easy to get someone to level twenty, ascend them, whatever. 
um, for now, <laughs> at least. So yeah, I'll definitely be paying attention to that. Uh, I have been playing on mobile a little bit, um, so it does run pretty well on my iPhone 12. I've been playing it in bed, and I'm like, oh man, this is kind of it, it's it. The experience is better because it's a turn-based RPG. I've Genshin has controller support now on mobile. Uh, took a little while to get there, I think. Um, Honkai does not have controller support on mobile yet, but it's I mean, it's much easier to navigate because uh, it's turn-based combat. Uh, so it's uh you know if you want if you want to play it on your phone you can uh, you can do that it's uh it's not bad it's not a bad experience at all mm. um, I think <laughs> I kind of want to walk something back a little bit with what I mentioned so <laughs> at the top of the show I said like hell yeah I don't mind spending twenty bucks on this game and then uh, earlier just now I said like I'm not the personality type to drop money on a game to chase a character so I just want to make it clear like. I, I'm willing to like spend money on games like this because I enjoy them and I mm-hmm. I don't want to or I um like I, I would feel like satisfied it's like okay I, tr- I tried to get something out of it if I don't cool but it, it, in a way I, I I tipped the a game that I like playing <laughs> but you won't you won't see me dropping 400 bucks trying to trying to pull the banner character yo Bank of America if you're listening. <laughs> Well, lock yeah, my account yeah. if you see if you see more than two hundred dollars going to Hoyoverse. Yeah, I, I, don't, I, spend, I don't have money like that. Yeah, yeah I, I spend roughly like fifteen bucks a month on Genshin, probably a little, like five bucks for the the daily passive, whatever, and mm-hmm. like ten dollars for a battle pass whenever that happens. Yeah, like a sub. I, yeah, yeah. I don't think I want to do that for two games. So yeah. like, some part of me is hoping this makes me just want to never go back to Genshin, uh, or like maybe I just don't. Like I put time into this, but not money, and we'll see where that goes. But it, if you are someone who thinks you are likely to be exploited by the the machinations of a gotcha game, I would like this is a good game, but it's gonna have the same problems as the rest. Yeah, and it's still as a gotcha game, it is going to be inherently uh, compromised in some way in terms of mechanics or progress or whatever. So like. Keep we all enjoy this game, but keep mm-hmm. that in mind. Yeah. If you go like thinking, "Oh, it's free," I'm just gonna go download it. It's still a gotcha game. At the mm-hmm. end of the, it's still a free to play gotcha game that has its own like pitfalls. It's just like I think it's better than its closest competitors, like including the ones from the same company. Absolutely, yeah, yeah, and they have another one coming. Uh, Zim really? Zero. Oh, uh, ZZZ. Oh, yeah. yeah, I forgot about yeah. that. Oh god. And uh, I, I still think. This is my 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 biggest like ongoing bet that Square Enix has to do this eventually, right? Like a game like this, either a Star Royal or a Genshin Impact with just Final Fantasy characters. Is, is that, that not what Brave? Brave, yeah. Brave is, but Brave Exvius is you know two D. Like I think yeah. they're oh, going okay, to do. Like I so think FF seventeen. Yeah. Like whatever the next full <laughs> online oh, no. Final Fantasy is. Oh like, right, yeah. I don't think they're going to do another like FF14. Yeah, imagine that, that discourse. I know what you're saying. Yeah. Well, the thing about like the the reason Genshin works is because they they definitely run their people to the bone. Like developing that game, there are so many events and like new content and like new regions that go way faster than development logically should and it's not all just it's it's partly talent and skill but also they're throwing a lot of people who are working a lot of hours at that thing and i i have to assume the same is probably going to be true of honkai rail or star rail 
I don't think Square Enix has the resources to keep a game like that fortnighted up for or in perpetuity. I would agree with that. Also, I don't know if Square Enix can like some of these, like especially in Genshin, like some of these environments and looks are just like. I mean, this looks amazing. Like, yeah, Genshin yeah. has really incredible art. Yeah, absolutely. And so does so does Honkai, honestly. Like they, those both those games have very good art and like I think Honkai is graphically impressive. Uh I don't think Genshin's ever gonna come to Switch, even though they announced it two years ago. Because like yeah. the further we get away from that announcement, the more complicated and open that game has become. Yeah. Like the, the tech has changed so much. Yeah. Um, I could see a Switch 2 port or a honestly a Honkai Star Rail port that runs at like a kind of shitty resolution frame rate but Genshin I just don't see at this point even though they they keep squaring up and down it's still in development <laughs> is there anything well, like uh Genshin monetized on switch oh that's a good question well I mean yeah Fortnite of course but oh yeah um, I forgot that was even on there yeah otherwise like I don't know I don't I don't think so but like a gotcha game typically yeah yeah I, I guess just like anything that can like kind of pull that whole system where i mean I, fortnite i guess answers that of children yeah. about to charge up a credit card <laughs> yeah it gets tricky because like going through the eShop. i mean well you, you do it for playstation on genshin but like mm-hmm. imagine like going through the eShop is a whole nother endeavor with uh putting something on on switch so yeah yeah i mean the nintendo hasn't even put its own i don't think fire emblem heroes is on switch oh no no yeah. Oh yeah, yeah, that's another one with really ugly rates. I play that one when Tharja has like a yeah. new skin or something, and then I log <laughs> <course>. out. <laughs> yeah. Oh. Yeah, there's like a handful of like free to play, gotcha ish games on Switch. Uh, I'm, the problem is I keep finding lists of best uh, free to play games on Switch, which is not where you would find the gotcha games. You that's like the actual good like Overwatch Damn. is on there. Uh, Fall Guys, things like that. But oh, the the Duncan Rumpa, didn't it? The Duncan Rumpa collection launched with like another game. Yeah, like a it was a gotcha thing, but I don't know if it was monetized to pay more money. Oh, it was like I the summer, the summer camp thing, whatever that thing yeah. was. Yeah, which it might know. be. That that sounds like the exact kind of shit Spike Chunsoft would yeah, do. Yeah, or or maybe that's, that's like something a weird Chronicles Two thing where it's like it's gotcha, but not paid oh yeah that's that's well that's like mechanically that is that's not economic um i think the bigger question is like the economic side of yeah uh, like way two is a gotcha yeah <laughs> but i don't know um i'm uh keeping keeping games like that at arm's length is just naturally what i do mm-hmm. uh but and uh i don't think that i don't hawkeye srl is not gonna like change that for me mm-hmm. but it is. Uh, it is probably one of the overall. Like, I think it's the, one of the more satisfying types of uh, games that I like. This type of game is probably the most satisfied I've been with the time I've spent with it. So, at least there's that. Yeah, that I I recommend Honkai Star Rail if you were the type of person to enjoy those kind of games. But if not, like, this is not going to change anyone's mind. Like, like I was saying, if you're if you can hold back. Yeah, go for it. Yeah, but if like you can't, some, like, some people were like, oh, does this mean I should play this game? Like, if you're not already used to sort of gotcha game, like, grinding and leveling, 
it, this is not going to draw you in because mm-hmm. like the instant you pull a new character, like you need to, it's like, okay, I got a new character. Now it's time to go grind the thing to get XP materials to level them up. And then, you know, materials to level up their relics and then, you know, whatnot. Yeah. Um, like you still have to go through that gotcha grind wall that you wouldn't find in another like like paid game. Yeah. yeah. The Genshin artifact grind is like the absolute worst part of that game. And they've mostly fixed that in Hungai Star Rail, but it's not like entirely gone. It's just a little better. Yeah, it's, so a, it's a variation. I it was, yeah, I thought it was going to be like, I was like, oh, so the light cone is the only thing I have to worry about? Yeah. And then you get to a certain level relics. and they're like, here's the relics. I'm like, ah, oh, damn it. <laughs> damn. God, After God. they introduce Findy the robot, who might be the worst character in the game. Oh. But also the best. It's weird. Beep, beep, beep. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, surprisingly good writing and just the most annoying acting. Which, by the way, the voice acting in this game is surprisingly good. Oh yeah, 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 I I like I like the voice acting a lot. I I love March seventh. I think she's like her enthusiasm, her voice, her voice actor is just it. It's she's the type of character that I that I like just really enjoy like being around. Yeah, um, she reminds me of <laughs> Octopath Traveler. Too. She's like the Ochet type, the the bubbly one who has like a dark side to them. Mm. So, uh, but yeah, I, I'm really digging how they're. The personalities that are in this game so far. Does everyone yeah. have a favorite character yet? Then is yours March seventh? Like March seventh is, uh, I think, like as she's the type of character. Like, oh man, I want to be friends with her because she seems cool. But uh, so far, I'm really into Serval. I think uh, she's she's the one for me. You know, what I'm she's saying? the guitarist lady. Yeah. Um. Yeah. She runs the shop in the in the was it Bellabog, and I was like, oh man. Sup, ma? <laughs> and I, 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 she was like one of my early pulls too, so she's been in my party. And I think it's just really cool if someone uses a guitar to summon lightning on her enemies. You should play uh, Devil May Cry 3. Oh, yeah. boy, yes. I'm literally uh, playing that right now. I mean, not probably, as we talk, but... Yeah. <laughs> probably Kafka for me. It's the favorite Same. character. Playable okay. character, uh, probably Walt. Like, he just has that full okay. dad, adult-in-the-room energy. Mm-hmm. Um, that comes into play much more when you get to a later region. Uh-huh. Yeah, he like taps his cane and summons gravity to for his enemies. Like, damn, yeah, that's kind of that's kind of dope, man. <laughs> Imran, I I like uh, so th- they fall a little bit to Herta. She fa- falls a little bit into the tropes of like, I may be an old lady, but I look like a young girl kind of RPG thing. Yeah. Because she uses like robots, avatars to to talk to you. But I like all like the meta game development jokes around her because she she controls the, was it the subspace? Like the mm-hmm. like what is essentially a virtual Simulated space. Simulated universe, yeah. yeah. Yeah, that thing. And there was like one line that was like, I've acquiesced to literally everything you asked for. How do you still have more complaints? Which is like game development in a <laughs> nutshell. <laughs> yeah. Oh. Yeah. Overall, I think good game. Yes. Uh, I I do want to talk to Andrea about Roots of Pacha. Yeah. Which is a game I played at Summer Games Fest last year. Okay. And like, I think I I went back when you mentioned it, and I went to look at my notes from last time. And it was like. 
the only note I had on it, because I, I don't play a lot of games like this, was just Stardew with cavemen. <laughs> I mean, yeah, that that's fair, uh, but <laughs> also not fair. So I really like Roots of Pacha. I don't think my review is live yet, uh, but I mean, the embargo's up, so we can all talk about it and have fun. Um, but Where is this review? What was that? Where is this review going oh, it'll to be? be at PC Gamer. So okay. at some point, I think it's supposed to go up today. And uh, I had a lot of really good to say. And I think it's like it has these super subtle tweaks to it that if you squint, it's a different game. Uh, but then, you know, if you kind of play it for more than a few hours, you're like, OK, yeah, this this is definitely got all the, the Stardew goodies. And they're just like kind of dressed up in a different way. But it was definitely just enough to keep tricking my brain into going, all right, this is this is new enough. I've never grinded this for hundreds and hundreds of hours before in a different game, so I'll keep playing. Mm-hmm. Um, but no, like the the Stone Age Stardew thing is is definitely it is a fair description. So I'm picking, but instead of being like individually character focused, like as a as a farm sim, you do kind of do things, I guess, for like the greater good or whatever it may be. Um, so you're like constantly improving your your clan um, and kind of working towards getting more prosperity. And so every day at the end of the day, you get contribution points, which I mean, you could just call gold, I guess, in like Stardew or something. But your contribution feeds into another stat that nobody can spend and it's prosperity. Um, and that kind of gates certain things in the game behind that. And the other NPCs in the game will also contribute to your prosperity. So together, you slowly kind of grow up your your clan and like where they live. Um, but that's what, I, I think that aspect of it is kind of what kept me grinding so hard um, and really into it just because I like to see how kind of everyone changes and, and all that good stuff as time went on. And you have to kind of pay attention to everyone. So everyone will keep contributing and making sure um, you get like all their individual like upgrades and, and all that fun stuff. So like there's a painter and then like a tool um, person. What is the word for that? Good Lord. Blacksmith. A tool person? Okay. Tool person. Um, so your tool person, when you upgrade their stuff, um, they'll keep, you know, making all the new upgrades. So in that case, it is kind of like Stardew still there, but it is like that community aspect that I, I loved a lot. So my recollection of playing it was like you had to essentially, because you, you don't have irrigation necessarily. Yeah. So you have to invent that over time. Yes. And then that's how you get like more of your plants watered at once, as opposed to individually going over there and like pouring water over them. Exactly. Exactly. And so like, you're kind of making your way through the stone age together with everyone else. And it has what they call like an idea system, which is just their quest. And so you'll have random NPCs come up to be like, I had this great idea. Um, and you put like, poop in a can and now it's fertilizer and I think that was literally they made like a poop joke but uh it was cute uh so it's it's kind of discovering all of those things and working with them to improve everything and you eventually get irrigation um and also the the taming animals thing is super cute it's just different enough from like okay I just have to go to this guy and like buy a bunch of chickens and then raise them it's you go out in the wild and you tame your animals and bring them home um I have tamed so many goats because they're so cute so now I just like I've turned my entire like southern lot into just 
a sea of goats. But um, that aspect I really do like. And it kind of turns almost into like the same thing that propels me through Pokemon, which is like, I want this one because it's cute. Um, so I'll go out and, and look for that. So would you recommend this game to like people starting out with like farming sim stuff or is it for someone like more advanced who's already played Stardew? Uh, I think it is surprisingly difficult to fall into the hang of it, but it's not punitive like in the way that Stardew is. So Stardew, um, you know, if you overwork yourself, you pass out. In Pacha, you just run out of stamina and your person just keeps going, I can't use that. Like, you know, I'm too damn tired. Uh, so you can't do anything. I'm, I'm always like that. I'm always <laughs> going around the house being like, I can't do any of this. <laughs> exactly. So it's more it's more lifelike in that regard. Um, and also you can, you know, you can go pick up random animals that actually don't help you at all. Kind of like actual pets and they're useless and they just kind of like sit around. Um, but they're very cute. And so that's what I've spent too much time in that doing. So to answer your question, I think this is hard to quickly progress through because there's so much to do. But because it's not punitive, I think it's easier than Stardew. So I think you can just jump into it. Mm. Okay. So what did you end up giving it? I gave it an 88. Okay. (laughs) I really, I really liked it. I put like 50 hours into it, like super quick in just a few days. I was like waking up with my Steam Deck and falling asleep and then like waking up from a nap and going right back to it. Good Steam Deck game. Okay, good. Cool. Roots of Pacha. That's a, when does that come out? Do you know? Uh, It is out already. You can buy it now on Steam and I don't think the console versions are out just yet, but they should be, I believe soon, they said. Feels like one of those games that like, we'll we'll have some success on PC and then once like a Switch version comes out, actually like blows up. Yeah, I can see that. Uh, Speaking of blowing up, Jedi Survivor came out last week. That, hmm. Michael and Mike, you guys have both been playing this game, right? Yeah, I have. I've put like I did the intro. I okay. want to go back to it, but I don't have. I don't have a full sense of the experience itself, so I'm probably pretty limited in terms of being able to talk about it. Okay, uh, I I really like this game, but also there's so many pain points about it that like. I get frustrated at least once per play session playing this video game because it's like simultaneously very, very good. And at other times being like genuinely baffling in some of the decisions they made that just like don't work for me really well. Like the first one, like the most obvious one everyone has talked about is this game doesn't perform well. Like I am, I am on Xbox and the first world they dump you in is a kind of open worldish, uh, how do you put like it kind of a, a an open world like game like you you go around you take missions then you do those missions in various parts of the the area and the game does not run there well there at all it just like it hitches it breaks i had i had to go from performance mode back to quality mode just cuz i was getting sick in performance mode cuz it never hits 60 it just kind of yeah, judders I, between 40 and 50 yeah uh but like the actual stuff you're doing is super fun and super interesting. And like, it's a respawn game. So you're like doing really well or like doing platforming really well and doing like doing a lot of very cool things. And the game isn't like the game isn't holding your hand while you do these cool things. It's letting you just kind of figure that out, which 
90% of the time works out and 10% of the time you're really frustrated because like there's not enough signposting to figure out where you're supposed to go. And those are the things that like stick with me more than the, oh, this feels like a Celeste level kind of moments. Like, uh, Mike, how do you feel about this game? All right. I, I will say, um, one, I like a lot of those, uh, the little movement challenges and stuff like that. Like, they've made movement a lot more gamey. Um, and it feels like uh, old Prince of Persia, like the reboot Prince of Persia, or like uh, the old Assassin's Creed uh challenged tombs before they really got rid of that. Oh, um, uh-huh. So that stuff is a lot of fun. Um, combat trials, less so. Um, but I will say it's just it's such a good Star Wars game. Like, I've been playing on PS5, and it's been fine. Um, I, I, I've heard, I've heard the, the evil that PC people have had to suffer uh, in terms of performance, even on meaty rigs. So I'm, I'm sad about that, but... Uh, it, it's such a good Star Wars experience. Like, it's just yeah. a straight base hit, like, this is Star Wars. And it's like, yep, that's exactly what I'm looking for. Thank you. It feels like a game where a bunch of disparate parts came together to, like, make a very good video game, but then some of those parts don't really make a ton of sense or, like, don't really fit in, like, well together, but they're, like, very rare. And then when they happen, you're like, okay, well... Did no one take a quality of life look at it? Like you mentioned, the combat trials. So they're like these, like what you, force tears. They're basically just like little uh, challenges you find across the world, and you go into them. And some of them are just fucked hard. And like the the there's one platform one that took me I want to say something like thirty tries to really like not only figure it out, but when I figured it out, it didn't work. And then, then I just assumed I got it wrong, but then. It actually was the correct way. I just missing the rope every time. Uh, and there's like those, once you die, you immediately reload back the start and you tr- like try again. Then there's the combat ones where they are sometimes very, very difficult. And when you die, you get kicked out, have to walk away from the tier like three, four steps, then walk back to it and load back into it again. And it's like, how did, how did these two challenges get made by the same team? Like, or were they just, like, somebody fucked up on one? Or was there a weird technical issue? Like, oh, to reload enemies, you have to do it this way. But it's stuff like that where I really want to love this game, like, every aspect of this game. But there's things like that that just kind of hold it back a little bit. Uh, If you improve this quality of life aspect, this one little aspect, this thing would be enormously improved. There's also, like, small moments where, so like I said, like, there's a lot of traversal in this game. And there are moments where you'll figure out something and you'll be like, all right, if I do this, this, and this, I can get over there. And logically, yes, you can, but uh, they'll make it so that, like, they'll put up an invisible wall somewhere, like, or you'll jump and he'll just miss it or something like like where it feels like you figured something out using the game's mechanics but they don't want you to get there that way so they stop you from going that way uh which does feel annoying like i get why they're doing it but like if i found a roundabout way to get over to a certain area um 
you know, Breath of the Wild style. Like if I found out that I could uh, get on a log and time stop it and hit it up here and jump down, you should let me. Yeah. Like don't stop me from doing that. Um, so that's probably my 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 biggest like. Mm, so uh, I, I have an example like from today. So there's. There's a character named Cage who is great. I love her. She gives me bounty hunters. She's like, These, this bounty hunter is after you. You should go cut them off of the head, Meet, the, go find where they are and go kill them. And those are cool quests. She gave me this quest of this bounty hunter is on this planet. He brought a small army with him. You should just go take him out. I when The way this is shown on your map is it shows like a rumor icon on the map and you can like look at whatever meditation circles, bonfires, essentially, are nearby, and just fast travel to those. So I looked at the nearest bonfire, then I went to the... Because you can't travel directly from the map, you have to go to another bonfire and go there. Uh, I went down to it, and then I couldn't find it on the list. I was like, did I just never see that? That's insane. How could I never see this? So I go to the next closest one, I'll like have to back out, go to the map again, look at it, See next list one, look at the name, then go see if I can find the name on the list. Can't find that one. That happened three or four times until I finally got to one that was actually on the list that I had to like travel a decent distance to get to. The reason they wanted me to do that is because like they wanted me to fight through that quote unquote small army on the way to this boss. And I get that. I get that they they had this in mind. There was nothing telling me that these bonfires are just not eligible besides them just not being on the list. So like it's, it's one of those things of, I think this game came in super hot and somebody play testing. It would have been like, no, you need to gray these out. You can't just leave them on the list or you need to gray them out on the map or something until the, the player goes through them, but they didn't, they made it just weird and difficult to get through. Even though like play testing would have, would have solved this problem. But again, I really do like this game. It's just <laughs> yeah. It's just these these small problems end up making it a much bigger issue altogether. Like I agree with the nines, but also were I reviewing this game, I might have like, yeah, there's enough pain points where it should have been maybe an 8 instead. So y'all both y'all both are playing on console. Right. Yeah. Okay. Okay. That's what I've heard so much about the PC performance. I wasn't actually sure if the console performance at this point, uh, just in passing, like was was actually an issue. But it sounds like it is too. So. Uh, yeah. It, 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 Kobo is the 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 open world planet, which is like a decent chunk of the game. Mm-hmm. Um. And it runs rougher on Kobo, but uh, otherwise, I didn't really have a problem with it. Okay. Yeah, it I'm was, usually pretty easy on games, like even because I'm mostly a PC gamer and I don't, I usually don't roast things for the reasons a lot of them do. I'm pretty chill, but. Like, it, it's better now post patch. Uh-huh. Uh huh. Performance mode, I haven't gone back to performance mode, so maybe it's still like pretty bad. But performance mode at launch was like, honestly, I'm, I'm someone who knows this frame rate, but rarely gets like, Physically up, affected yeah. by it, yeah. But like this that. one was physically affecting. Like there was like actual like hitches every three seconds wandering around the open world. Mm-hmm. The actual like more bespoke levels look really nice and run very well. They're okay. just like I wish I could have gotten this game at sixty without ray tracing, but 
it's ray tracing on all the time, no matter what, which hits the performance pretty hard. Yeah, I get but, sick super easy. So that's mm. yeah. Like, I I had my my partner was playing like Majora's Mask next to, next to me on a three Hell yeah. and like she was like looking up and like she was, every time she said to, she looked up, she's like, "This is unpleasant to look at." Like even just playing a thirty FPS game on a three DS, she was having a difficult time looking at my screen because it just <laughs> ran so badly. Yeah. Um, it's all about the, it's all about the consistency of it. Right. Yeah. Yeah. So. Which, which is why I put it on quality mode. Cause like 30 FPS isn't necessarily like the best thing ever, but at least it's consistent, which is yeah. better than I could like. Otherwise, uh, I like this game's story. I feel like it assumes I know a lot about what the high Republic is, which I don't. And I, I don't will- think, most Star Wars fans do. I, I will say that as the as the Star Wars head, like that was the stuff that made me giddy. Like I was yeah. like, oh, yeah. High Republic. I was like High Republic Jedi and a new. Um, so a lot of the the for for people who don't know, the High Republic is the the uh, let's call it the replacement Old Republic period. In that the Old Republic is a game universe like mm-hmm. thing. Yes, it could exist in official Lucasfilm canon, but the High Republic is their version of that, which is like before the prequel trilogy, like at the height of the Jedi, a little bit more fantasy-ish, um, you know, like swashbuckling Jedi Knights and folks just, you know, doing that thing around the galaxy. Everything's cool. It's bright and shiny. Um, So seeing them play with that is a lot of fun. And they added some new, like, designs to that in that a lot of the High Republic novel and comic designs are like, oh, it's just Star Wars, but slightly shinier. They made some new designs that felt a little bit more Flash Gordon-y, which I like. So uh, playing around in that era is a lot of fun for me as a Star Wars head. Um, and I've, I uh, feel like it would be had I known about it, but it just kind of drops stuff on you. Like, oh, this is from the High Republic era. And because there are characters in this game that are from the High Republic era, it's never clear. Uh, it is, for the most game, not clear how long ago this actually is. So, like... That one character makes sense. He's in like a tube. I get you put someone in a tube for a while. But there's another character who's also from the same area who, until he said, I've been around for centuries, does not have any indication of timeline of like how long this guy has been doing stuff. Yeah. So High Republic is supposed to be like 500 years back in the day uh, from, let's call it the, the, Battle before uh, Yavin is the the is the thing, um, but so like five hundred years back. So yeah, uh, I, I do believe that it 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 probably should have dropped some of that information because like everyone understands what the uh, the the era that Cal stuff takes in is called the Dark Times. So that's the area in between the prequels and the original trilogy. Um, which they actually call that, like, it's like, these are dark times. Like, they say, it's like, oh, he said the thing. Good job, guys. Um, But, yeah, High Republic is, like, way back in the day. 
And then Old Republic is theoretically back before that. Um, so, I don't know. Uh, I was excited to see it. I think they should play more with it. Honestly, I think uh, Star Wars should play with all of these eras and have a lot more fun with them. Uh, mm-hmm. And maybe that'll happen in the future, um, considering there's like five Star Wars games or something in development. I, I, I don't think we'll ever see Quantum Dreams. Uh, maybe we will. <laughs> um, and then Ubisoft, like everyone forgets Ubisoft has one as well. Like Ubisoft yeah. Massive is working on a Star Wars game. Um, there's just a lot out there. I will say, and like some of this is like rec- recursive uh, inspiration because like other games obviously took inspiration from Star Wars in terms of like art style and things. The the like High Republic Jedi chambers, which are like puzzle trials, are just straight up Breath of the Wild shrines. Like in almost every like you you don't go on an elevator, they look the same, their music is the same, the puzzles are very similar, but like also probably the Breath of the Wild shrines were taken off of Star Wars t- architecture in some degree as well. So it's like a I feel like s- they did play those and went, we need to do our own version of these. But also, they worked out because of Star Wars. But there's like a there's a handful of things in this game that are like very clearly Breath of the Wild influenced that honestly, probably for the better. But and some things that are just on its own thing that I really think Respawn knocked out of the park in most instances or most parts of this game. But like, again, I'm... If I were reviewing it, I'd be struggling between a nine and an eight, personally. Yeah, I could see that. Yeah. Uh, we're gonna wrap up at here because we're we're we've been doing this for an hour, and I want to let Michael get to his like very important business business <laughs> business. Yeah. Uh, Michael, where can people find you online? Oh, uh, you can find me and all of my bullshit at Michael P. High. I'm on Twitter and at GameSpot.com again. Um, so shouts out to everyone who helped me during my freelancing time, my short three, four month period freelancing. Uh, y'all really got my back and that was unexpected. So I just want to show some love to everyone I got to work with in that time. And uh, I know we didn't get to talk about Octopath Traveler 2, but you know, I'm going to be... <laughs> you you should catch. text my partner and you will talk about Octopath Traveler yes. 2 for a while. Yes, I'll, I'll, I'll come over. Like We'll have dinner at your place, man. And uh, you can uh, plug your ear holes because I, I got some things to talk about in that game. I, but... I think she wants to go on another Sonic trip anyway. So yeah, yeah let's we go. can definitely do that. Hell yeah, let's go. So that's where you can find me. And here right, on Material uh, Possessions. Right here, too. Uh, Andrea, where can people find you online? Uh, you can find me on Twitter at Majora, M-A-A-J-O-R-A. Um, and also look out for that PC Gamer review of Roots Apache. I guess by the time this is out, it should actually already have dropped. So Yeah. In theory, yeah. I think so. I uh, hope so. <laughs> and, le- and if it's coming out later today, then yes, probably. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Mike Williams, where can people find you online? You can find me on Twitter at Automatic Zen until I get that uh, shiny new Blue Sky invite. And you can find me on fanbyte.com writing about Final Fantasy XIV every single day. Yes, sir. And you can find me at on Twitter at ImranZOMG, uh, on the Patreon at our Patreon pros and cons, proscons.com. Uh, here on Material Possessions and elsewhere on the internet, I suppose. You can also find our wonderful producer, Jordan Mallory, at Jordan underscore Mallory. Uh, and I think that's it. 
that's it for this. Uh, as we do at the end of every episode, we sidle up to the bar. Mm-hmm. We grab our drinks of Ethers, I think. Ethers is this podcast? Yeah. Yeah, we need yeah. an MP. We need that MP boost. We do a nice little clink. Good, 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 good.